Hi, guys. It's Lori Lawrence, and we have a guest today, Philip from Ireland. And we've been chatting a little while before we got started. It's been about a month, I think, since we got together, Lawrence and I anyway. And um, I've been chatting a little bit with, with Philip from Ireland. And I hope you're going to enjoy his accent because it's it's quite rich. And on top of that, um, thank you in person, Philip, for sending me the nice jar of Irish honey. That was very, very nice of you. Um, and I've enjoyed it very much. So that was a nice gift. Very thoughtful. Say hi so everybody can see you. Hi. Hello. There's Philip. Everybody out there. Okay. Hi, Lawrence. How's it going? Yeah, well, still here. You know, okay. Cool. All right. Somebody's got messages coming in on their computer. Okay. So we're going to get started by, um, I think I'd like to start off and put a little pressure on Philip to discuss with Lawrence and I, an idea that he had that he shared with me, which is why I asked him to come on. Uh, that and other reasons. But um, back a couple of months ago when we were talking, first kind of started talking about the supernatural construct and the matrix and the submatrix and uh, how all of these things are being controlled and used and technology and so on. Now we can add to it the whole 5G phenomenon everyone seems to be talking about most people talking about with fear and trepidation but um, it seems it's going to happen whether anybody wants it to or not so hi philip um philip came up with an idea that um and i want him to explain it a little better uh, so that so that you out there listening can can either think of it as something that we we can pursue and has merit or whether it doesn't and that is the difference between analog and digital and philip uh told me that he felt that perhaps the construct the original construct is was created in analog and that those who want to control it are doing everything they can to convert it to digital, which is easier to manipulate and to store information by conversion. So uh, that's about all I'm going to say about that. And Philip, uh, jump in and tell me, tell me what your original thoughts were with regards to analog versus digital. My original thoughts was always always was that that the earth and every part of existence was always analog it was only in recent times that the <laughs> the concept of digital has even come into my mind it's just through the internet what i've been hearing through the internet with the simulation theory and different things that we're hearing through the youtube and whatever i haven't actually been outside of the YouTube, myself personally going through the internet, searching for information, but uh, I've been listening to YouTube channels and the next thing along with the Mandela effect and different conspiracy theories, the next thing you hear about the simulation theory. So uh, maybe I'll just pass it back. To 
Okay, so um, originally when most of all of the technology that we use today from radio, television, uh, computers were all created on, in analog. And Lawrence, could you mute please? Um, and they were all created in analog. Um, and I, I can't remember the year, but it was probably the the late 80s, maybe early 90s, where almost everything was uh, converted to digital. All the TV stations were going digital. And it was all about crowded airwaves and being able to, uh, you know, have more channels, more stations. And then, obviously, telephones were analog. And then they went digital. And now pretty much everything is digital. And most people really don't probably think that much about the difference between analog and digital. Um, explain for those who haven't really thought about it or researched it very much, the difference between analog and digital and why you think uh, what, what, Digital is better for certain things and analog for others, Philip. Um, well, when it comes to electronics, there's a lot of advantages with using digital. And um, one of the one of the advantages is that we can have a mobile phone that does everything. That's if we want to call it an advantage, obviously. <laughs> you know, like a flat screen phone with big screen, you know, a six inch screen and color and Touch, touch facilities and all of that stuff is all possible through digital technology. If they, the same manufacturers tried to do the same thing, build the same phone 100% analog, they probably could not do it. I would safely put my life on it. It's impossible, you know, by humans that is, to build a phone totally 100% analog. He says Satan, Satan's given us all this technology, doesn't he? If you were to start reading through that West Penry stuff. All, the, he's, all this stuff we've had in the last 20 years where technology has just gone skyrocketed, you know, exponential growth and leaps and bounds. It's all come from Satan, which is, uh, which is his, you know, and, he, and he's the one who's wanting to take us down this singularity route where we're all, we all end up as, in this big cloud uh with all our souls so th that could be a good point now philip yeah i would say that yeah it could, it could be something to do with that yeah so so philip analog versus digital okay so if let's say for example uh analog is described okay let's just start this way analog is described as what Analog to me is reality. It's real. Whereas digital is fake, you know. In other words, basically, you can build things using digital technology. Use less components. A less complicated system can do a better work. It's a thing that you can manufacture in a factory. You can put transistors in. Transistors is the basis for how they work. You know, and that's where we'll get our chip technology, microchips, 
well, the first thing had to come the, the valve that was the old thing then it was replaced very quick with the transistor and the transistor has been replaced really quick as well with the microchip right. and that's where digital technology really took off once they got the microchip okay technology. so when you say when you say what is real is analog um i'm gonna be real simplistic here and i'm gonna say um something that man cannot create what is natural to creation is analog, a flower, a tree, a human, a dog. What man can construct using analog building blocks, a building, a car, um, a, a hydroelectric plant, um, that, that's man-made using analog combinations of tech of of building blocks whereas when you say what's digital is not real um that means that's what is not real is what man creates out you using um this digital technology so obviously you would say okay a hologram is not real and you couldn't create one without digital technology um when when did digital when did digital first was it first invented and when did when did it you know first when was it first applied as uh, as technology that you know of and um. Well, it has been run from the 80s in a big way, I would say. That's where okay. the video recorder took off in the early 80s. Now, that's keeping the Mandela effect all out the window, you know. And my my knowledge of the video recorder, you had the old piano key, key um, type video recorder in about 1983, because I was at school on 1980, maybe. And then... From that, they very quickly went what you call logic control um, video recorders. And to my knowledge, the first robot that people had, apart from an automatic washing machine in the house, was a video recorder because okay. it was computer controlled, logic controlled. You could set the time on it, you could set it to record a different channel, whatever. And when you come back, it's all ready. You know, and that's where robotics really came from early robotics very very rudimentary mind you right but but that's the basis of what was going to turn into this you know all these new robot things they're talking about right so you couldn't build an ai supercomputer with analog i would say it's not impossible but i would say man-made it probably would be impossible it's impractical Right. It's impractical. Okay, so compressing information um, and digitalizing information, I mean, let's think about it. As time's gone on, <coughs> all of our old records, all of the old photographs, old music, recordings, movies, everything has been digitalized that's worthy of it. Um, museum stuff, 
you know, back in the day, if you wanted to store something, you would store it on microfilm or microfiche. And that was a, a sort of an early method of condensing information, compressing information. Whereas now, um, look at the massive amount of information you can store using digital technology. If you can store it, then you can manipulate it. Um, you can't manipulate a piece of paper or a book without somebody on, you know, no noticing you'd have to be really good to alter a book or a recording or, you know, early recording or something like that. Whereas with digital technology, as we've all seen recently, um, you can create a, a uh, virtual person with a, saying whatever you want them to say. I mean, I, I watched a video the other day of uh, Obama, Trump, and George Bush um, digitally s saying something they never said. Uh, you put They put words in their mouth. It looked just like them, unless, you know, you broke it down to pixel by pixel, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference for the most part. And it's advancing every day. And we don't even know how far it's advanced. But so, um, so by definition, um, what is real and physical on this earth, and, and we'll, you know, for, for lack of a different way to describe it, we'll say what, what original creation whether you want to use it as a big bang because you believe that or whether it was God almighty that poof created it in six days or however, uh, an apple is an apple, which came first, the apple or the seed, which came first, the chicken or the egg, which came first analog or digital. So it's obvious to me that, uh, unless you believe that we 100, that everything, life, the universe and everything is completely a simulation and you are inside of a computer matrix, which I do not believe. And I don't know that either of you guys believe that. Um, so, so what God or the big bang created is, is analog for, for this definition. And what man has created tech with technology is digital. So if you took yourself out of the matrix, quote unquote, um, and you were in the real analog world, which we all were in before it was digital was, was brought forward. But now let me throw this monkey wrench in there. What if digital's been around before and was destroyed once? And one of the reasons why I say that is, you know, so many people talk about all of the advanced civilization of Tartaria and what what was around before. And that was that before a reset of some kind. And man didn't have this, doesn't have this technology now. So how did they have it then with using sound to heal people and 
using uh, gathering free energy out of the ether, so on and so on. What if, what if there has always been a sort of a, a, a digital matrix manipulating the construct from underneath or behind the scenes prior to now, prior to the, let's just say the 80s or 90s? Either of you guys. Um, can I say something that just um, what I'm thinking? Um... Um, from what I've seen of Tataria, I don't think they were digital digital at all. They seem to have free electric, from what I've seen, and free energy. But it was analog, you know, them lights on the streets, street lights, and the whatever the type of fireplace energy they had, and they seemed to be musical things, you know, like them things they have in the church, mm -hmm. a big musical. Pipes or whatever they are, and it seemed to all be analog. Yeah, but nobody's people keep saying this that these are all the and, and, and I can see we can't see you, that. Lawrence. I know you're going to make a bunch of racket adjusting the camera well, again, but yeah, um, these things may well be true, but nobody's actually managed to you know get any of them working, have they? Have said that this is no, this is actually true, and it may well be work, but you know, from my point of view, that the, the it's always been free energy because everything we've got now is free energy. Everything that we have now is free energy, masquerading as something that we're having to, you know, generate from fossil fuels, which we know is just a big another pack of lies. Everything's free energy, um, uh, and it never changed. So what they had, you know, in the 1800s, um, maybe what we've got now is better. You know, we certainly need more energy now than we did then, um, and we've progressed. You know, we, we, we all remember the telephone boxes on the Eiffel Tower, which some kind of free energy. And, and these, you know, these domes with these mercury balls in between and all this sort of stuff, which, yeah, maybe that was gathering energy. But, you know, either we went but we went back from that to being, you know, to the horse and car, or we went straight from that to some other kind of free energy, like what we've got now. You know, we, we, had, we had, you know, we've had these... Um, pylon since the 1920s i don't know what we had before that but you know they're free energy they're masquerading as though they're carrying the power from power stations but the power stations are just a, sh a show you know which funnily enough that, that that video i put out about the power stations being you know the aircraft that were in on fresh air um some things manipulating youtube because that i've been there since whatever july and it had about two thousand views and i spoke to you about three weeks ago and it said like ten thousand views in three weeks so well that happens sometimes when the right people share something lawrence but it's, it's been it's been directed by youtube it's, it's it's getting put in people's uh suggestions to watch you know when you get these things coming up the side that's what it's mm -hmm. Well, and you never know why they're doing that because it's, yeah. there's certain information that they actually do want out there. And yeah. what most people don't seem to grasp very well lately is that the whole world isn't negative. There is positive going on and there are entities out there that are trying to affect 
things positively and counter the negative movements by some of these secret groups. We have no idea how many secret positive groups there are. Uh, And so maybe because everything's digital, there is now an easier way for the positive groups to influence the use of technology. Um, Maybe that's wishful thinking on my part, but um, I can't help but think that way because if I had access, I know what I would do. I would, I would try to put as much information out there to people as possible that was beneficial. And, you know, everybody kind of acts like they've already, the bad guys have already won and that, Oh, we're going to get this 5g, whether anybody likes it or not. And, and uh, you know, I, I think about all the time that I've watched all these new streetlights being put in all over my city uh, and I see the little thing they have disguised as uh, a um, dust at dawn little thing on the top to decide when the light's going to come off or on and off or not. And it's like big, it's way too big just to be a little dust at dawn, you know, determine determiner. And so uh, I've watched trees being cut down. I've watched videos of people going to city council meetings and county council meetings and, and trying to convince their people, their leaders or representatives to stop 5G now. And what's interesting is, is anything that we all know that anything that can be used for positive can be used for negative and vice versa. So some of the technology that you were just lauding a few minutes ago, Lawrence, about, you know, uh, how much better things are now than than they were then with regards to the use of technology. Yeah, we all know that um, it sure is great to have a cell phone. I mean, I remember back living in the day when you had to go looking for a phone a pay phone somewhere yeah. if you were out away from home or you would have to find some place where you could. I mean, I remember going in stores and can I borrow your phone for a minute? I have to call home or something. And they would say, well, as long as you don't call any long distance, you know, no, no, I'll let you even dial the number and so on. Uh, uh, now, one-year-olds are holding cell phones, many of them iPhones. And so the difference is, is that um, yeah, it's sure is convenient to be out on the road and have a cell phone if you get a flat tire and you can call somebody. But it sure is inconvenient that everything you say and every place you go is being recorded uh, and, and and documented and stored somewhere. I mean, people don't realize what kind of profile they've been making of every one of us. People are just like, oh, they're aghast at what's going on in China with their social media or uh, social credit system that's that's been launched there already. It's been going on for quite some time. And if you do something wrong, uh, you, you know, things are taken away from you. Like you can't get your driver's license. You can't get a passport. You can't travel. You can't... Uh, 
um, you know, I'm sure it'll get to a point where you, you, you might not be able to buy things. I, I can't imagine that they would make it to where you can't buy food, but um, these systems are being systematically launched and, and beta tested in countries all over the world. Uh, we also already know, because we had a, a, a whole podcast about it one time, about the 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 uh, secret, not even secret cities, but the peopleless cities, empty cities that that are being built all over the world. We also can connect that to the Georgia Guidestones that says limit the world to five hundred million, no, five hundred thousand people. Million. 500 million. Yeah. 500 million. Sorry. I got my zeros all messed up there. Um, from what? Almost seven. Oh. We don't even know if seven's right, but we're just going to go with that for, for, for the time being. Okay. So there's plans going on on both sides. And we know that there's people fighting left and right to try to do the right thing. Um, but nanotechnology that's another one okay we were talking about that before the show um you can't do nanotechnology without digital couldn't have been invented am i right philip i would say absolutely Uh, okay um what if nanotechnology is already in all of us I already do believe that all of our bodies, all of nature has been invaded by nanotechnology. Um, And let's just say, for example, you have two people in control of the nanotech. This one is, is God or Jesus like going to do only the right thing. And this one wants to take over the world. (laughs) And which one do you want at the switch? Because what if the switch is, okay, time to turn on all the nanos and control them by the supercomputer AI singularity, whatever. Uh, That puts digital in control of of everything analog, I would think. Um, do Do I want my mind controlled? Do I want my body controlled? Is that what the zombie apocalypse is going to be? How will we be able to fight it if there's machinery inside of us? It puts me in the mind of some, you know, post-apocalyptic dystopian futuristic movie where, you know, you're going to have to go through some kind of a machine to have all your nanobots destroyed (laughs) inside of you and help you live through it or whatever. so the submatrix is obviously 100% controlled by digital technology. Am I, would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Do we allow that? We all do if we use technology, any kind, every kind, as far as I'm concerned. I'm all guilty because we all want to go and buy the new phone. I don't. So, I don't. So, so we'll have to stop doing that. Well, <laughs> it's not only that, but we all want high-speed internet. We all want connectivity. We all want 
uh, as fast of speed of usage as we possibly can get. We pay money for higher speed uh, connectivity. Um, people are looking forward to wearables where, you know, you, you'll be able to put on a pair of glasses or a wristwatch or a necklace or who knows, a halo and, um, and be one with the hive mind of the internet. Um, do I want that? No, I want to go live in an apple orchard (laughs) in the middle of no freaking where and, um, and have a couple of, you know, goats and sheep and a dog and a cow. I don't know. But I've already lived that life once and there was really nothing wrong with it. I can't think of a negative about that simple life pre-technology. Can't think of a single negative. Um, it's positive, but um, you have to be willing to walk. Well, I've always been willing to work, but the only downside, I mean, there are downsides. Lawrence and I and you couldn't be talking right now, looking at each other and having this conversation and recording it and putting it up on YouTube and iTunes and and other people watching it, listening to it. We wouldn't be able to do that. We would never have met, actually. Uh, The chances of that even happening are minuscule. Because you guys live across the Atlantic. You haven't even met each other. Yeah. Well, I forget where I was reading this. I probably told you, Laurie. But um, it seems that the technology is going to do away with all all jobs, you know, other than maybe a few arty things like what you do. But most, virtually everything is going to be taken over by machines. So there won't be any actual work you know, that people are going to do. Um, and so people will, there's going to have to be an alternative way. And what they've got in mind, from what I was reading, is that everybody is going to be spending all day, um, and which most people are now. Uh, for those of you who are listening, you, you just look at your um, waking hours, how much of your time during your waking hours you spent looking at a screen you know computer screen a handheld iphone a screen if you go out to work somewhere a screen there a screen in your car as you you know looking at your sat nav on the way to work you're going to be spending a huge percentage of your day looking at a screen and information on a screen um so it's not too far away where you'd spend all your time looking at a screen and you won't even leave home um, and you would get paid credits, um, the old um, cryptocurrency or bitcoins, because uh, there is a story behind the bitcoins. It's I always thought, well, what, you know, why why are the big bankers allowing these bitcoins to actually even exist? Because it's competing with the, the fiat currency. But obviously they're behind it. Oh, they, they won't admit to it. But if they're behind it, and the ultimate aim is to have everybody having the bitcoin. Or the cryptocurrency um, via a chip under your thumb, you know, which effectively becomes the uh, six six six, the uh, the sign of the beast, uh, and everybody gets paid uh, in cryptocurrency for, you know, for tuning into the the hive machine and providing information and 
and doing things on there, uh, uh, like it is in China, or the way it's going in China, um, and they're just going to be feeding off your emotions to to feed whatever, you know, um, creatures they are. They obviously feeding off something. That that's the that's the future that's in hand because there there is no need for anybody to do any physical work because they've got machines that can do everything. You know, uh, all your manufacturing's done by machines now anyway. You know, all the shopping now. You know, all the shopping is done online for clothes and stuff like that. Very few people actually go down to the mall to buy clothes. It all gets delivered by post and Amazon are setting up robots now to go and deliver mail by robots by road. Um, well, that's all, that's all part of the conversion and implementation of 5G that won't be able to happen until 5G comes online uh, and until most of the people are connected. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have actually become pretty lazy who would enjoy the thought of, well, I can watch movies and, and play games and, and uh, talk to my friends online and, and, and just spend my whole day online, uh, wherever I am with my device, my phone, my pad, my whatever. And wouldn't that be a grand life? And I will get credits for the amount of time I spend on there. Um, I can see there would be a whole lot of people who would think that was just fine, especially somebody who works at the window at the fast food place, drive up window at the fast food place. They probably think, you know, screw all these assholes that come to my window all day every day and these bosses that i have and how hard i have to work for peanuts uh i could enjoy getting this paid as much as i do now and not have to go to work so on top of that um obviously for all of these robot delivery vehicles drones whatever to be able to work uh, and, and deliver food, clothes, and cars, <laughs> they're going to have to be self-driving vehicles. Uh, and the only way for that to work, they say, is for 5G to be online. Uh, and when you think about, okay, well, you have all these impoverished countries, all, people all over the world who, who don't have all of this technology, one of the very first things they want to get their hands on uh, after they walk five miles and back to get a bucket of water is, is to have a phone and to have, can be, have it be connected with whatever plan they can have. So imagine if they told all of these people who live in these villages all over earth, uh, we're going to bring 5g in and we're going to hand out phones for everyone. Um, They'd all be woohoo! You know, we've joined the 21st century. Let's have it. And um, so, yeah, uh, cryptocurrency will be completely controlled by the by, by the AI system. Uh, there won't be any so-called Federal Reserve, IMF, BIS, yada yada, going on everywhere because it everything will be under the control of of uh, the AI running the international, global, worldwide uh, currency. 
and it'll all be nice and it'll all be fair and it will all sound like it just came out of revelation in the Bible. So um, is that possible that can all happen? Oh, absolutely. If, if, if we, if the humans decide that that will be of more benefit to them than the workaday drudgery, barely getting by to pay the bills system we have now, I mean, look at all the stack and pack cities they're they've built all over earth. They're all 5G wired. They're all ready to, you know, put everybody online and um, whatever work people will be doing, they will, um, it will all benefit the whole hive mind worldwide mentality. So do I want that? Absolutely not. I'm already done with all of this technology. I've been done with it for a long time. I mean, every freaking day I come in and I start my computer and there's some update that screws up everything else. There's some, you know, you got to sign up for this to do that. Oh, we only will do this if you have an online account. You know, it's just all of it is overwhelming. I mean, I'm sure you guys probably feel the same way. If you, if you look at the what the supermarkets are doing now, or some of them, like uh, Asda, which is an offshoot of Walmart over in the UK. Um, well, obviously, they've got mostly self-service now. So if you go to the supermarket, you serve yourself and you scan it yourself and you go in and out. But uh, and they, they have a few people to deal with any glitches in that. Like if you've got alcohol, you have to do whatever, get permission. But they're going through the the retina thing to see how old you are or all your personal data anyway but that's going a stage further now so you, you can now go in and you just go onto a screen and you tap in what you want and they'll just deliver it to you well you get home deliveries anyway so all the major supermarkets in the uk will deliver groceries to your home so all the shops uh, they're not going to be staffed by humans at all they don't they could probably do it a lot sooner but it would be uh, you know, it might have some political ramifications if everybody got the sack all at once. But well, don't. yeah, because they have to bring it on. They have to bring it online. Yeah. Um, not consecutively, but. On the drip. No, no. I think they've already been doing the beta testing in different countries on everywhere to decide which one, which things work, and you know where the negative feedback is and so on. Uh, when it happens, it will happen worldwide quickly because you, you can't throw everybody into a panic. Uh, and it will sound like hallelujah, glory days. Look how wonderful this is. We don't have to do this and this and this anymore. And, and we can spend more time with our families and we can, you know, it not have to all of us go out to work. And I mean, believe me, all of the, think about this too, the timing of all of the, especially in the United States of the kind of slow drip ending to the war on drugs. In many States, uh, hemp and marijuana have already been legalized. Uh, or at least decriminalized in many countries it that's already happened um and they'll be like okay we, we we don't care if you sit around smoke dope all day long and and just 
and that's the size yourself as long as you've got a screen in front of your face you know as long as you're online doing something there's no games you can play that don't have ads running there's no videos or tv you can watch that doesn't have ads running unless you pay for it well imagine if you will all of a sudden netflix that you've been paying nine dollars a month for <laughs> suddenly you don't pay for netflix anymore Netflix is just one of a billion opportunities for you to stream whatever it is you want to stream, but you're never going to get away from the ads. You're never going to get away from them because that's the only uh, objective opportunity they have to, to um, gain from you, whether it's information, whether it's buying, I mean, don't even be surprised that they don't start everybody in on earth with a crypto account, a cryptocurrency account with a thousand credits in it already. Here, you're going to open this account and you're going to have a thousand credits already. You have any input on any of this, Philip? Um, I honestly don't know much about it, but the thing is, I'm, what I'm thinking is just that the they are very intent on programming our minds and controlling our minds. Seem to have an obsession about taking over our minds. And this is the thing, you see, if what I'm saying is true, that we originally, this, the main matrix, or what it was that the original creation is analog. Well, our minds then thinking analog, our thought waves thinking analog. But strange things happen, and I see, because I'd be playing or working at computers, and I have seen this 666 coming up a lot, like so many times, and I've actually took photographs of the screen of any time I'd see 666 with my phone, just for the fun of it, but just to take a wee record, oh, there's it up again. Is that just another coincidence? Could that be yet another coincidence? <laughs> No coincidences. No, just for the fun of it. This is what I've done. I've been phoned up just recently by a girl over there in England, I think anyway. And she says, I want to sign you up for a new contract. And there was still another two months left to go on my phone contract. But I says, okay, I'll think about it. So phone back on Friday. So she phones back on Friday and uh, and I, I says, okay, I'll go for it. I didn't really do my research that I intended to do. I just hadn't took the time. Anyway, the thing is, I says yes to it. So she says, well, can you, can you give me a wee review uh, and go on to Google and give a wee review? And I says, yes, so I'll, I'll do that. And we'll give you an extra tenner. Yes, oh, I'll take that tenner. No. <laughs> so um, anyway, I went to do the review and the review number came up the, uh, the six. 665th review was on the screen. And you were going to be 666? <laughs> of course. I said, what? So I said to myself, now, what am I going to do? Am I going to take this and do this review? They weren't nice and all that. And I said, it's good value. So I said, just for the help of it, I just do it. <laughs> so I put the review in. And I was going to write... Oh, I obviously, it would have to be 666, but it just didn't have to say nice friendly stuff. And the reviews there, for anybody to see, if you look on Earl Direct and look at the reviews, 
I'm 666. Unbelievable. And like, you, know, you know, so that's just confirming what I'm saying. So basically what, what I can take from that, our thoughts, our mind waves that we're transmitting out that's in analog are being picked up by the digital system and they knew when the time to phone me and they knew when I was going to go through with this deal and the review, every, every, all the dices had to fall into place and you could not plan that. And like, it's not that I'm not aware of it because I'm every day taking photographs of 666 on the screen. If I'm updating the computer, 666 is every other day. That's true. Well, um, the way... The way that I the way that I see it, and I was saying this before before we went live, um, I can still identify my own thoughts from input th- input thoughts. And when I say input thoughts, I can recognize these thoughts are not naturally my thoughts. Um, and I was describing, you know, laying my head down to go to sleep. Let's say I've been reading a book, which is typically what I do to get dozy to fall asleep and turn the light off. I close my eyes and in 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 my eye screen, my head screen, there's puzzles, puzzles to work. I wouldn't. Why would I do? Why would I think of puzzle? I mean, move this piece here and slot that one in over there. Why would I think of that? That's not a natural thought of mine. Um, you know, someone would say, well, maybe that's just a dream state, sort of early dream state because you're drowsy and you're, and you're going to go to sleep. No, no, these are not my thoughts. These are, this is alien to me. And, and then I have to tell myself, I have to cogni- cognitively say, stop thinking about that, that you, you don't want to think about puzzles because I'm a puzzle person. I do like puzzles. If I see a puzzle laying on a table, I mean, the old fashioned kind with the pieces and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to pick one up and I'm going to put it in a slot. Uh, and I am a, a natural puzzle solver. So they know that. So, so they already know how much I like games and puzzles and uh, puzzle solving. So why wouldn't they use that to just put that thought into my head and and in a way it's a way to tell me we're doing this not you um and so i have to literally like meditate almost to or or pray or something get these get these puzzles out of my head i would rather think of a big bowl of baby ducks swimming around to fall asleep by than these incessant puzzles and so I'm sure there's people out there who, once they hear me say that, they're like, yeah, you know, I mean, I got stupid thoughts that it don't seem like my own. And I know I'm not crazy, but I, and I don't know why I think about that, whatever that is. And the same with dreams. Uh, there's a lot of people who don't have repetitive dreams, but now they do. They, they keep having recurring dreams that are either exactly the same or similar. Um, that's to me that's not natural that's not naturally how the brain works uh dreams are the subconscious or below consciousness thinking thinking things through and most of the time they make no sense whatsoever 
the dreams I've been having lately make complete sense. And they're targeting things that would, that would make me mad or fearful or angry or whatever. Uh, and, and I wake up, you know, I've had this tree cutting down dream multiple times that I, that, that, that's the crew of people shows up at my house and just cuts down all my trees and all my vegetation. And I wake up like, Holy shit, somebody's cut my trees down and I have to go look to make sure that it, it didn't happen. So I never had dreams like that before to have multiple dreams of the same thing like that from different vantage points, different trees. The dream I had the other night was me in my neighbor's house across the street, looking through their window, watching a bunch of guys pull up and, and just cut down all my trees. I'm in my neighbor's house. I've never been in that neighbor's house in my life. So, you know, I don't know. Um, it all couldn't sound crazy to someone who hasn't experienced it. Ask any targeted individual uh, T.I. they're known as uh, and ask them uh, about some of the crazy crap that happens to them. So. So the thing is, so I, can I just say, sure, I'm just uh, just thinking about the microphone to see this here. Earphone, 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 microphone. It's all analog. Now, the thing is, that's picking up our voice waves and converting it the way into audio into our ear or picking up our voice and going into the computer to be converted into digital and then put on the internet. Now, the thing is, our thought waves, if they're analog, if they have some way of picking that signal up that we're transmitting out of our mind, whatever way that's been transmitted, then the, their AI system could convert that into digital and feed it into their AI computer system. And then they can process it and do whatever they decide. Oh, God. Did that just freak you out, Lawrence? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> explain some of the adverts that come up on screen when I haven't touched anything. And I think, how do they know that? Or they read your thoughts and then they do it just to wind you up. Yeah. Oh, sure. It's not yeah. just listening to you through your devices and converting it and, and adding it back to you. It, it it's po highly possible they are they have the ability to pick up on your on your brain waves yeah now here's another uh, just another wee example this happened just the other day i had in the background this wee computer run and there was a thing on about the mandela effect it was um the scabber um it's, it's one of the big, big voices. We're having bad sound problems from you at the uh, moment, sorry. Philip. Oh, sorry. Maybe my microphone. I don't know. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. It's just cutting in and out a little bit. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay, so you were talking about... Actually, now I think it's it's um, it's lagging. So it dial in and dial out again. It's a, you might... Yeah, jump... In quite some time close down and come back okay. in using that same link philip and see if that helps okay okay i wanted to hear what he had to say about that too because oh, well, now that i'm thinking about some of the 
Yeah, thoughts. Yeah, so that's that's interesting, isn't it? People, when they can start, well, the day they can start reading your mind, Laurie, then you've got problems, haven't you? Oh, well, not only that, but I pity the poor fool that reads my mind. Oh. It's really a mess in there. And you've got all that committee in your head as well, haven't you? So I got a whole committee going on. Can yeah. imagine listening to the committee? Yeah, when you think about that committee, who are they? who are all these voices in your head? Are they all parts of somebody else's soul? Well, I've always yeah. had them, so at least I know that this is pre-digital. <laughs> well, while we wait for Philip to come back, here's a question for you. This is going to okay. be one of my questions at the weekend when I do my presentation. Um, and it's about animals in the Bible. Now, can you tell me um, which creature uh, now has uh, furniture in the Bible? It's a creature, a that, has creature that has furniture. Furniture, yeah. Well, give me a hint. What kind of furniture? Well, it doesn't say. It just says this this creature has furniture. It doesn't say whether it's tables, chairs, or whatever, but the creature has furniture. Furniture. Hmm. That's very interesting. You got me on that one. Never right. never so, read any. It's in Genesis. It's Genesis. Uh, King James Bible, Genesis 31, 34. Okay, what's it say? It's talking about the, the camels having furniture. What? This their their um, saddle furniture? It doesn't it doesn't go into specifics, but it talks about camels furniture. What uh what version are you reading this from? Um and in that they're using the word furniture so that we know to look for what the word furniture is in Hebrew or whatever and and, and see what the... Says, uh, now, Rachel had taken the images and put them in... I mean, a lot of the stuff that's coming out now is just, it's just incoherent. What is the version that you are reading from? It should say right after it. NIV, KG, KJV. KJV. Uh, okay. It says, now, Rachel had taken the images, images, whatever they are, uh, and put them in the camel's furniture and sat upon them. And Laban searched all the tent, but found them not. So that okay, was so a camel's oh. furniture. If you would put that, if you would put that into this Google search, you will see that it is a wooden couch type thing that is built on the top of the hump um, that fits on the hump to make a larger seating area for more people to ride oh right right that's interesting though okay philip you're back before you your computer gets hot or your phone or whatever let's try to get that back out again about that you were talking about the mandela effect uh, it's just a uh, an example of uh of coincidence really Mm -hmm. I wasn't specifically listening to the Mandela effect. It was like noise in the background, to be honest. But anyway, in one part of the video, they talked about that place in New Zealand. Um, what do you call it? Christchurch. Christchurch. And I hadn't heard the name mentioned in, I don't know, possibly years. And uh, the next morning before I got woke up, Louis radio came on, the clock radio came on that says, oh, it was like most of 40 people killed in yeah, Christchurch. Yeah, bad shooting, right? Um, this morning. 
And I was thinking, how is that? What a coincidence. I hadn't heard the word Christchurch in years, possibly. And the next thing, and I was listening to the Mandela Factor. It was just like noise. I wasn't really listening to it. And the next morning, I, the big, big news. So how is that? That's oh, well, you know what? I have to say, okay, I've had that kind of thing happen to me a lot. I, I, I am a very intuitive person. And also I sort of have like a premonition type thing that happens to me often where, you know, if I think of somebody within a few hours, they will call me and it could be somebody I haven't thought of in years. Um, similar things happen, you know, where I, I haven't, you know, I might think of um, something odd, like a piece of kiwi, a kiwi fruit. Haven't had a piece of kiwi in forever. And I'll think about it. The next thing I know, Jimmy comes home from the store and he's brought a, a, a package bowl of all kinds of fruits in it. And what's right on top? Kiwi. And I'm like, that's just so bizarre. I don't really even like kiwi that much. It's got too, too many seeds or whatever it is. But things like that happen to me a lot. And I I notice them and I kind of log them in my head. And and uh, because I, I know there's no such things as coincidences. Um, it's all some kind of a planned, organized orchestrated kind of system um, and that we're always being orchestrated in some way, whether it's people we meet that are meant that we're meant to meet or, or whatever, um, or maybe just have a little conversation with, and it may be one of the most epic conversations. Like, wow. I mean, I had a conversation like this with somebody who was like mind meld and, the whole thing. Uh, and then you think, oh, I can't wait to have another conversation with that person. And poof, they're gone and you never talk to them again. And you have to kind of figure out what was that about? <laughs> I mean, why was I, why was I supposed to meet that person and have that conversation? I mean, it's kind of the similar thing, how Lawrence and I got hooked up to do these podcasts. Um, you know, he had it in his head. He, was looking for somebody to actually, I know what he was actually looking for someone who could do all of this and, and, and we could, we could talk. <laughs> he would have to learn how to do all of this, getting this wow. ready and everything. <laughs> right, Lawrence? No, that's, right. Yeah, that's it. Did you, did you have little children's stories when he was a, when he was a little child? Did I have children's stories? You, you mean have children's family? books? Yeah. Did you, Philly? Um, there was. I uh, was very, very basic. Now I have oh, to say that. Do you remember the story about the three little pigs? Yeah. Um, the three little pigs, and there was oh, the I, brick I house. Yeah. The three the, little pigs. Can you see that? I, I, I do. Oh, I, I've probably seen that book. I think I've seen that one. You've seen that one. Oh, I, and the brick house. I was solid and they couldn't blow it in. And, it the, was, and the straw uh, house and the, 
cotton yeah. Okay, go ahead, Lawrence. You found a Mandela effect, I'm right, sure. Next weapon. I'm just I'm reading this out of context. But the big bad wolf. The wolf came to the house of straw, which the first little pig had built. He knocked on the door and said, "Little pig, little pig, let me come in." And the little pig said, "No, no. By the hair of my chinny chin chin, I will not let you in." And the wolf said, "Then I'll huff and I'll puff." And I'll blow your house down. In. Blow your house down. No, it's in now. Blow your house in. Philip had it in. Uh, I had it in. I no, had it in. mine was blow your house down. Yeah, your reality was blow your house in. Yeah, blow your house in. <laughs> down. Yeah. Uh, it's like the book I've seen. That's going back a while. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're funny, Lawrence. Well, you know, because you are into this, you you're hypersensitive to it and, and you know, hyper aware. And, and so you pick up on a whole lot more of these than I do. Um, the Costa Rica one that you posted in the Facebook group this morning, though, that that one blew my mind. Um, the island of Costa Rica. And I'm like, what? The island of Costa Rica? It's not an island. It's on the peninsula of Central America on the way down to Panama. It's like Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama. What do you got? Oh, you have to hold it still, Lawrence. Bill Haley and the Comets. Yeah. Oh, you're going to tell me about the one that Bill Haley and his comments. So that's an album. That's that. That is residual evidence. But every bit of vinyl is, apart from that one, is. Don't get too close to the camera. We can't read it. Hold still. Around the clock. Wait. Can you hold it still? There, don't move. Bill Haley and his comets. Yeah. I knew about but, this one. Well, there's a lot of posters out there that are still residual posters and other things uh, where they've, they've left some of the old stuff. So, well, Philip was the one that told me about what was the, um, what's another fine mess you've gotten us into? Oh, low and hardy, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, stop uh, rattling uh, the camera, Lawrence. Nice mess, yeah. The poor people. Another <laughs> nice. Lawrence, mute, please. You're killing me. Okay. Thanks. Here's another nice Sorry, mess. Sorry, all you people out there <laughs> listening in podcast land. Lawrence is at it again. Um, okay, so I, I, but I have to say, so Lawrence posted a video in, in the group of, a guy on YouTube who had found 43 references in media, both um, television, written, printed media of the island of Costa Rica. And if one or two, I could kind of go with, you know, some numbnuts that, that uh, didn't know what he was talking about, wrote the island of Costa Rica. But 43 references in all different forms of media 
And anybody that knows anything about Central America, I mean, if if Costa Rica was an island, then why would they have spent years and hundreds of millions of dollars to build the Panama Canal for crying out loud? You would have been able to just go past Costa Rica and go to South America or whatever, go from the Pacific to the Atlantic. So what is that about, island of Costa Rica? Um, it's just, that's bizarre stuff. And, and I'm like, well, how did that ever get started? And who didn't end it and say, stop writing that, stop saying that. So, okay. So here's, here's where I want to filter back around to, um, and, and, uh, and I've been wanting to figure this out since Philip contacted me kindly enough to say just throwing it out there something for you guys to think about is analog and digital and how was the earth originally created and is that the origin of earth analog and that makes perfect sense to me that um it certainly would be a lot um it would be it would kick out a lot of this business about um, simulation theory um, because that didn't seem to come into play until the digital aspect was brought into the story. And you know, I know there there probably was that direction of thought before the Matrix movie came out. Um, which just sort of clenched it for a lot of people that, oh my God, we live in the matrix. Um, but if you remember in the matrix, if you're in the matrix, you're plugged into the matrix. The whole objective is to go and people are in the pods and they got all you know in the back of their head and they're plugged into the to the matrix and they're in la la land in the matrix living their lives in a pod being battery juice for machines <clears throat> if i thought for a second that that's how my life was that i was you know in a machine and that my spirit was in a machine um god how depressing but think of it this way, they, there were people who were born not in the Matrix that lived in Zion in the movie, uh, which was underground. Um, and there were people who had been out of the Matrix for years and years, living in Zion, had their own army, had their own you know systems, but they're in the analog world, right? And the people who were in the matrix were in the digital world. That's kind of the message of the movie to me is unplugging from the matrix literally means getting out of the digital control and being in the natural world. Crappy as it may be. I mean, they, you know, they, made sure to show you that, oh, mankind is in the machines, had a war and they ruined the world. And now we have to live in some shitty city underground, uh, so on. 
So there's many, many times where I feel like I, I literally have a plug into my head that has got me trapped in the matrix. And the only way out is, to, I mean, I got to literally think my way out of it. I got to undo that hold that it has on you. Now, here's another thought. Think of all of the divisive tactics that are being used and all of the division and chaos that's being created by people thinking, strongly thinking and believing totally radical opposite beliefs, globe flat, um, black, white, racism, blah, blah, political, left, right, paradigm crap. Uh, it's going, it, it's like dividing and dividing and dividing again into so many factions that it really sounds impossible unless you just put everybody in a room and put tape over their mouths so they couldn't talk and told them some truth. Um, because the people that believe what they believe, believe it strongly. I mean, I, I, I see on Facebook all the time. I made a vow to myself early this year that I, if I saw something on my newsfeed that I didn't agree with, um, uh, I wasn't just going to unfriend people or block them or, or whatever, but I also wasn't going to jump in there and start arguing with them either. Um, just keep scrolling, it's not affect you. This is not bother you. It's none of your business. Just keep scrolling, you know, be like Tim or whatever. Tim doesn't just keep scrolling and man, it's hard. It's really hard, especially when you see stuff that is just absolutely wrong. And then you go, is it really wrong or is it just wrong from what you believe? So don't engage until you're absolutely certain. And it's not your job to go around correcting everyone uh, as to whether or not they're wrong or not. Even though one of the things I use Facebook for primarily is to post truthful things. I mean, how do you, how does this affect you guys? Yeah, sometimes you can't resist passing comments where people put stuff that you know, you know, you know, it's not right. Um, so you, you go and post a comment, and sometimes you get into a lot. Like I got a lot of heat the other week about chemtrails. I, you know, these people were posting about you know people being poisoned, and I posted saying, "Yeah, well, you know, whatever they are, they're not poisoning you because you're still here." And you're not going out. One person was getting really angry with me. You know, you can tell when they're getting really angry. Um, and uh, in the end, um, he couldn't answer me. Um, and all, all his friends were ganging up on me. But none, I, I, you know, if it was, I wasn't trying to win the argument. I did win it because nobody could counter the things that I was saying about, you know, what we're officially told about chemtrails. Right. You know, we're not being poisoned. And I said to all these people, I said, right, so you're terrified of breathing in all these poisonous chemicals. I take it that you're wearing a mask every day when you go out. Otherwise, you'd be breathing in all this nauseous gases. Of course, they're not. Well, nobody is, you know, apart from Michael Jackson. But no, yeah, people don't go out wearing masks, you know. They, they, they'll say, yeah, we're being poisoned by chemtrails. 
but they're not wearing a mask. Now, if I thought I was breathing in poisonous gases, I'd be wearing a mask. You know, or or metals or whatever, right? Yeah. Or I'd be taking lots of chelation or whatever to try and get it out of the system. Uh, but I would probably be wearing a mask as well, but I don't. Well, uh, I mean, I've asked that question a, a thousand times to to others and to myself. Yes, I see. I see trails. Yes, they're obvious. Yes, they cannot be explained under normal circumstances as to anything that could be positive. But um, the air we breathe, everybody breathes it. Yeah. I mean, I made a comment years ago when Barack Obama was running for president his second term. Michelle Obama came to my city to, to, on the speaking tour. And I made it a point to go outside and look, knowing that her entourage or motorcade, whatever, was going down Fruitville Road to the place where she was going to speak at. And I made it a point to go look and see if there were any chemtrails that day or if they stopped because of Michelle Obama was in town. Nope, sky was loaded with them. And I thought, well, if they could control it and if it was bad for you, then how come, you know, they're, they didn't, it's still loaded, the sky's loaded with trails. And somebody said, because she's a lizard person and it doesn't affect them. Like, okay, yeah, okay, whatever. She's a lizard person, maybe, but the, yeah, it doesn't hurt the shape-shifting lizard people. <laughs> so, I think we're done. You know, I, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about that. But if it were awful, would their children and families are all getting affected by it too, right? I mean, yes. isn't that isn't that the case? I mean, it's not whatever's coming out of the back of those planes is not just picking on the people they want it to, unless they're filled with nanobots and they are all have a targeted person they're supposed to go into and not the others. All we can be sure of is that there are lines in the sky. There is no yeah. evidence of particulates of any description because nobody's got any evidence of it. Well, no one's tested for anything. The tests that we have been fed, we know uh, can't be backed up. Yeah, well, what are they? What in the hell are they spraying? And and all of those shows yeah. show you test results. Um, and and you you know the parts per billion and all of that is is all um, being being you're being told it's all jacked up high, but it according to the studies. Those are acceptable levels. So it's not actually put. I mean, I know people who lots of people who think that the, the plants and animals and everything else are being affected. The bees, the birds, you know, they notice there's less birds. Well, maybe there is less birds. Have you fed any birds lately? Have you put any food out? Because that's when you get birds. If you put food out, you'll see a shit ton of birds. I'm just telling you. And, and if you have flowers in your yard, you'll have bees. So uh, the, the disinformation and misinformation being filtered out to everyone is, is, is totally contradictory depending on what you believe. Okay. So 
just like we found uh, several years ago when we first started talking about flat earth and the maps or models wrong and so on and so forth. And we gave all the evidence that it was necessary for any normal evidence collecting person to look at and say, yeah, you're right. This circle map model domey thing is silly with the, with the ice wall around the outside. And we proved it as far as I'm concerned. We didn't, it wasn't just us. There were plenty of anti-flat earth debunkers out there who saw the same thing. And that's what they were trying to pour, point out to the poor flat earthers. And nope, don't want to hear it. You're just a shill. You're wrong. You didn't debunk anything. So what that leads anybody who has a rational mind to understand is it presents as flat if that's the evidence that you're shown. It presents as a globe if that's the evidence you're shown and you don't look at any other evidence. It presents as concave to some people and there's plenty of evidence to say that it's concave. You live inside a ball. Um, so <coughs> if it presents, 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 it presents as a simulation, except no one's ever proven any of the glitches uh, that, that, of a simulation that the same thing doesn't happen when you do the same thing. Okay. Um, like I said earlier, if you, if you combine hydrochloric acid and something that reacts to that, that makes a bomb, um, if it doesn't blow up every single time, then something's wrong. And so the, the, how are you going to convince someone that has looked into all the contradictory evidence pointing to these different versions of where we live um, and convince them that, that they've made their mind up w without seeing everything from every perspective? It's not just looking at the evidence. It's looking at it from different perspectives because there's some reason people still years later still believe in that flat disc circle dome covered ice wall surrounded sun moon moving around blah blah and uh, and there's all the evidence in the world to show that that's just hooey bunk garbage i don't know how to explain it it's got to be cult mentality or they're under mind control it's the only thing i can think of how about you guys I mean, is there a reason that they choose to continue to believe a, a, a falsehood? It's the easy option to just stick with what they've learned in the first place. It's actually changing your mind and moving on to something else is hard for a lot of people to do. You know, once people have got a belief system, you know, um, and they're sat upon it, you tell them that it's different, um, uh, they don't like it. So they're not even going to entertain looking. They're just not even going to go there. They're just going to stay. Well, but the flat earthers went there to get off of the globe. The evidence yeah. presented that it was flat, got them to say, okay, it's not, it can't be a globe because curvature. And then when you said, 
Okay, so they went through the whole withdrawal, globe withdrawal thing and, you know, mind warp into know, flat earth. I know, but some people just can't can't break I was as guilty of it as anybody else because I was in this, what, five years ago. Um, and I fell out with somebody, a friend in Australia, uh, and she was saying, yeah, but well, what about these flights from uh, uh, Sydney, Australia to uh, South America? Uh, and I was saying, yeah, but they're a, ho they're a hoax. They're, these flights don't exist. They're a hoax because it didn't fit my version of flight. Right. It had exactly. to be a hoax. It was the only explanation. It had to be a hoax. <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere else. Um, but ultimately, I thought, you know, um, there's got to be an explanation. At least the fucking model is wrong. Well, look at all the people who listened to Max Egan, for example, for years. Lo loved Max Egan. He's great speaker, did great podcasting, talked about, you know, truth and the, the overlords and the system and the whole thing. And then he went on a flight from, I believe it was Sydney to Sydney to Santiago, right? I believe it was Sydney to Santiago. And he had his camera with him and his phone and he logged everything and he timed everything and all the flat earthers went, lost their minds. Chill. He's lying. He made it up. He didn't do this. He didn't, that he had to have stopped somewhere along the way and lost track of time. He was sleeping. I even heard this one. He slept through it. How would he know? What, what do you mean? How would he know? It's whatever time it is when you left, and it's whatever time it is when you got there. You think they changed all the clocks in Santiago to screw yeah. with Max Egan all right, and all the flat earthers? Yeah, and of course you've got those out there who are still insisting that, you know, all these flights going that way, they get these big uh, air currents and go 400 miles an hour faster to it. Yeah, that oh, one too. Oh, oh absolutely. That explain how they fly back the other way. It doesn't matter if you, you know, show them the whole entire engineering of the yeah. Qantas airplanes, what they are, what they fly, how fast they go, how high they fly, all of it doesn't matter. Nope, it's not. Nope, it's a lie. Yeah. It, it's it's them lying to us. Okay, and oh, Katie, bar the door if you bring up any of the information of the distances between Antarctica um, stations or any sun movement in the South or, or anything like that. No, 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 can't prove it. Never seen a time-lapse video uh, from the South pole of the sun being up all day long. Really? Well, how come I have, you're just not looking for it. And so there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do when uh. someone's programmed to believe what they, they've already, not only have they already made up their mind, but they're programmed. They literally can't hear this alternate information. It won't go in. It's got to be a lie. So they hold, they hold their ground. And Lots of people listen to our, our podcast that are not flat earthers because we talk about a lot of other things. Um, and and I've had many messages from people. It's like, I don't buy into all your flat earth crap. Um, 
but <sighs> but you know you guys talk about some interesting science and at least you're talking about it and you're looking at it from a you know at least a scientific uh method well the minute we started talking about pac-man all a bunch of more people lost their minds uh, and you can't have that. It's like you don't even un you don't even get it that this is a process to figure these things out. That this is a step by step process of elimination. That's why we're talking about supernatural construct now. Two years from now, we might be talking about something else because we figured out that didn't work or or whatever. But at least we're questioning uh, that which we're told. And, and that which we're programmed with. But Philip, if you, let me ask you this. If you um, started to recognize that you were having thoughts, um, maybe not memories, because that's what the whole Mandela effect is, but if you were currently having thoughts that have no basis in your history, experiences, natural way of thinking process, what would you do about it? Um, You're muted, by the way. Okay. No, now, now, now you're muted. <laughs> Unmute. Okay. Okay. Um, I was just looking at the map here. It's a jigsaw map. It's a ball. It's a jigsaw map. What do you it's, mean? It's a jigsaw. It's a jigsaw map. It's actually a jigsaw. This here, and I found it in that. I was walking with my brother, and he says you can keep that. So I took it home and built it. It's a jigsaw map, and there's bits of it missing. You know, it came out of an attic. There's a bit oh, of like Antarctica. a puzzle. Okay, uh, I gotcha. All right. You see, yes. That's Antarctica there, and you see, if you see a lake and the water disappears, you'll know the reason why. It's because there's a hole in Antarctica. Do you see that? That's cute. <laughs> so, um, I was just looking at Costa Rica there, and it's uh, between North and South America, isn't it? So, according to the, what I was reading just there, I wasn't unaware of that, so it was supposed to be an island, so I was unaware until... So I wasn't been just keeping up to date here. <laughs> you so you you thought it was an island? Um, I I honestly wouldn't know. I I would have thought it would have been an island, but you know I didn't know about the Mandela effect of it. I was aware of South America shifting off to the right, and it's shifted right. Off. Well, Lawrence and I've noticed that too. Yeah, it's very much shifted off to the right, and Australia has went up, up, up in the world. Um, that's Australia there, right, it was closer to the south before. Uh, so it has shifted, you know, and there's different things. How how big is Greenland on that one? Greenland. Greenland is not really that big. Here's uh, if we can get onto the camera view. Okay, that looks about right. Uh, that look about right to you, Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah. That's Greenland. Okay. See. We went through this whole episode for a while of the flat earthers saying, oh, Australia doesn't exist. 
what? There's, tell those people who live there it doesn't exist. And we went through another episode of uh, Greenland doesn't actually exist. Uh, and, and and you're like, okay, you know what? I'm I'm okay with continents moving around and sizes being different from the old maps to the new maps. But to say an entire island and or continent doesn't even exist because it doesn't fit your your woohoo thought of flat earth, then you 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 really have problems. I mean, you you can't go there. Um, and that's the very kind of mentality that they've mocked and made fun of on the mainstream media. I mean, I, just a, what a week or so ago, that whole, uh, beyond the curve came out on Netflix and and people were like, woohoo, Flat Earth has gone mainstream. There's a movie about Flat Earth on Netflix. And I had already watched the video, not on Netflix, but, but I had seen it, uh, excerpts from it. And I was like, oh my God, if my eyes could roll any further back in my head, they would roll out the bottom. And the reason why is because, I mean, the people that they chose to talk to or that decided to talk to them, um, the method that they used to um, to present it with, here's some flat earthers saying this, and then here's the anthropologists, and here's the astrophysicists, and here's the rebuttal from the, you know, whoever, expert and I said five years ago, you don't ever want flat earth to go mainstream because they will slaughter it because it's the map and the model are a joke. You, you can't allow that to happen. Well, of course, who'd they pick? Mark Sargent, the classic circle dome covered people. Um, what are you going to do? Nothing. Do I say I'm a flat earther now? No. I'm 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 not a flat earther. I I I'm a super supernatural construct person at this point. Was I a flat earther? I looked into it. That's as far as I can say. Are there are are the flat earthers that are out there crazy? Well, I'm not going to call them crazy. They're just in the process of of giving up the globe and learning that that flat thing is a joke and it that's not the model and that's not how where we live but they'll figure it out sooner or later um was flat earth brought out as a psyop absolutely it was absolutely no one will convince me otherwise that that the map and the model and the and the and the um whole dogma that was presented to everybody that it was down this right side of your YouTube channel, suggested videos, no matter who you were, if you were at all a conspiracy theorist, and this is talking about the collected data algorithm, they knew exactly who to promote those to. I mean, do you guys agree with me on that? Um. Uh, just uh, first thing uh, you're talking about the thoughts at night and um, just a few nights ago I could hear like a humming sound and it was like a continuous airplane sound mm -hmm. and, I, and I could only hear it when I was in bed you know 
you know, head to the pillow. So I was wondering, is it imagination? If I got up, I couldn't hear it. You know, I didn't go outside, like, you know, probably should have, but um, it was more like a feeling. I could feel like something up there was above. Going like past. a frequency oh. coming into your oh. head. Here's a question for you, Philip, right? Okay, you, let's imagine you've got a book. A book like this. Here he goes, Philip. This is going to be a Lawrence presentation. I'm not going to open the book. But I okay. Hold, I actually pulled this from, the, from my curiosity bookshop. You've got a book here with pictures of aircraft data and all sorts of, you know, Aircraft throughout the ages. Um, and let's imagine that you could remember some of the pictures. A lot of black and white ones in here, actually. Oh, yeah, so you've got this book on the shelf. Look at that. How, how on earth do those planes fly? Yeah, you've got, so you've got, you know, you ever wonder how some of these planes actually fly? But you've got this, you've got this book <laughs> on the shelf. You've got this book on the shelf, right? Uh, and the next day you won't be up again and the plane has changed. The picture has changed. Or the words in the book have changed. How do you explain that? Because that's what's happened. Uh, I all right. For it. Um, I haven't got an explanation for it. The only thing... The only thing I can do is theorize what possibly could be happening. And um, if we truly live in an analog world, and an airplane basically is made out of metal, and um, you know, it shouldn't change. Now, if that airplane changes, not only does the airplane have to change and the book have to change, the blueprint of the airplane in the filing cabinet of the design would also have to change. Everything would have to change, the suit. So how could this happen? If if it is truly a non-log world, a real world, it's possible that they could be manipulating it with their te digital technology, that they've got to that advanced stage that they can actually change the analog world of reality. Uh, I don't but think what about, it is. What about all the people at the airport who work on these planes? What about all the flight attendants and the pilots and the air traffic controllers and the people who take the deliveries of food and drinks and, and all the passengers who regularly travel on planes? Why aren't they noticing that these planes are completely different? Uh, well, the reason they don't notice it is because the plane still works, it still goes up, it still flies, it still carries people, everything works. The new design ha is still working and still functioning. But, but now here's the thing, their mind has also changed to suit, to compensate. So if they were working for Volkswagen, they don't notice the change. Volkswagen has changed, the spelling has changed. For Volkswagen, and I'm a hopeless speller, but the second letter was E, and I couldn't even tell you which was the right one. I'm not bad of a speller, but um, the line 
between the V and the W, there's a line there and it used to not be there. So why does the Volkswagen company not realize that? Why are they, why is the workers not saying, right? And um, what, who has updated the badge here? So, so what I, have, I have an answer. I have an answer. Uh, and this is the way I look at it. If you're a coder, you can answer that question. Now, I'm not a coder, but I've watched people code and I understand the process. When you change the code, you and you have the option to change it in one place or you can tell it, change it everywhere. Everywhere. Where that code used to be, one, two, six, eight, nine, HW, every place that appears anywhere in the system, change it. Click. It's all changed. When you get computer updates, you click on the computer updates and you go, okay, I'm going to update my Adobe Flash Player. Okay. You have no idea that there may be one bit of code in there that will conflict with five other things that are in your computer. Because why do you think when you update that, that um, put that update in, what is the first thing it does? It asks your permission to get into your computer. Okay. The next thing it does is it collects all the old information from its program and takes it out and replaces it with new. It doesn't overwrite what was in there. It removes it, uninstalls it, and then replaces it with new. Otherwise, it would screw up everything, right? So hard copy book, that hard copy book has to be digital then, doesn't it? If it's going to be code. It will have to be digital. Well, not necessarily. If I'm following what what um, Philip is suggesting, um, that book, I, I would have to say that book is not analog. That's man-made. The construct... <coughs> the original construct, the biological operation and, and created entities in the construct are analog. Okay. Well, what about this? I've got Bill Haley and the comic. Do you, do you agree? Do you understand what I'm saying? The difference that what man has made, man, yeah. the, the digital world can, can alter. Right. Okay. But it can't change the construct. So let me let me follow through on that just for a second, Lawrence. Okay. If you're Satan, you've spoken of Satan several times. If you're Satan and you were put in charge of this world for whatever reason, whether you believe the biblical version or or whether Satan is Enki or Enlil or Marduk or whoever or a fallen angel, whatever you believe that 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 Satan is or was. If you're given dominion over the earth and you can alter the earth, okay, God is not going to let you alter the construct. He's not going to let you destroy the construct. Now, you can manipulate it. You can uh, make chimeras, put animals and creatures together that didn't naturally were created that way. 
it's a bit like the code that you can't touch but you've got some that you can so right only and some things you can overwrite it Ex so exactly they can overwrite some things but not the main thing right so, well all right okay. in other words you can't change the color of the sky from blue to red you can't alter the colors of the leaves of trees you can't change the mountains um layout of, of the way they were or create a volcano you you can't do that right well, why have we got his comics and the comics um perhaps right. there was well, a time okay there okay i can explain that now whether or not you you like my explanation or not but when films and and songs and things are made a lot of times they start off with the working title and then after it comes out the they they change it or tweak it a little bit okay just like sex in the city and sex and the city maybe there were times you know where they used both titles so i don't get balled up in that but here's here would be the trick all right you say that book has changed because you looked at it or read it or whatever and you saw or read and have a memory of something when the hell are you going to take a photographic evidence of what it is you're looking at and then when it changes you go right here i have a okay but what if the photograph changed it does <laughs> That's my point. If yeah. the code gets altered, it's going to alter everything to do with that code. That's <clears> why <throat> the people at the airport don't know the engines moved on the airplanes. That's why the got the people who clean the airplanes that do it every day repeatedly don't know because every, every everything that has to do with that has been altered. Yeah, so they are playing the game then, aren't they? Because they're deliberately leaving some residual evidence of the reality that you know it really is. Well, what if it's a part of a bigger end game? Okay. What if down the road something's going to require that this not ever have happened that way? All right. Now, I mean, you can get into time travel and and out of body stuff and astral projection you can get into all of that if you want to but my simple explanation as far as i'm concerned is code digital versus analog code and if if you can upload it as analog and you can convert it to digital then you can go back and change it and i think philip would probably agree with that so what's the meat suit? Is the meat suit digital or is it analog? Both at this point. Which is which? Well, look at this. Look at this. Go ahead, Philip. I ask you something. I'm going to, because Lawrence and I can banter back and forth all day, and that's um, rude. What way does the sweet song go? Um, this cure is systematic. This cure is automatic. This cure is hydromatic. Is that right? Okay. What's the name of the song? I've heard it's this Greece. before. It's, it's Greece. You know, the Greece. Greece. Okay. All right. And, the song from Greece. Uh huh. And, you know, at the front of the car, I think he was in the film 
He says, this car is automatic. This car is system systematic. This car is hydromatic. Hydromatic. Uh-huh. If you play that film now, it's changed. It goes, this car is automatic. This car is systematic. This car is ultramatic. Really? Really. I haven't heard that one either. I bought the film on eBay. Okay, so so you have the film. I on tip on videotape. Twenty years old. And it's uh, changed. And it's changed. It's on the tape. It's on the tape. Okay. It is now if you get the if you get the song, you can get the audio version on like a record, a VLP or whatever you call the wee small one, seven inch. Mm -hmm. And it has the proper words. It is. This car is automatic. Cars. No. And <laughs> um, this car. <laughs> automatic, systematic. Hydromatic. That's right. Uh, Hydromatic. That's, right that's the right way. But it used to be that way in the film. And now it's ultramatic. It's ultramatic. And that word ultramatic was never used ever. That doesn't that even sound like a like a good, right. uh, like a word. Um, no. Ultramatic. That's, that's one of the things about <laughs> the Mandela effect. It usually makes things worse it doesn't really improve things most okay times. so so my point is is if in the future okay now part of part of me just says it's to it's to create chaos it's to create people questioning their own memories and their own minds because at some point when they implement this 5g singularity hive mind thing that they want if they ever get there but if they that they want um they're gonna want us to question whether or not we're controlling our own thoughts or not and and some people will just give up and say they don't really care because it's better than it living on you know homeless on the street, for example, or working their ass off at Wendy's. Um, I don't know if you have Wendy's over there, but McDonald's. And so in their mind, I mean, they're going to be hyped up with, you're going to be smarter, wiser, stronger, better uh, than you ever were before when you give yourself over to the hive mind singularity matrix, whatever. Okay. And they showed you that premonition of that, that pre that programmed response in the film, the matrix by the very one guy who chose to, to go back in. He, he, he was bought and paid for and he went, he chose to go back in. Because I was tired of eating that slimy slop and I was tired of being, you know, living in this stupid ship and blah, blah. So that's all predictive programming to me right there. Um, can I say just about the, what is it? The, you see, the thing about digital analog conversion is... If you're recording like through a microphone, it's analog originally, and then it's converted into digital. Mm -hmm. But now, if they are doing the Mandela effect using technology, 
then they must be doing the reverse. They must be changing digital backend analog to do the conversion work. So they must have okay. very powerful computer systems that they're not telling us about. Basically, we know about these, what are called D-wave computers, and they effectively transmit out into the ether. And well, yeah, I mean, um, communicate. So you're right. They're, they're creating uh, using digital. Yeah, so they're using the digital to manipulate the analog. This is what I'm thinking is happening. Well, if you own if you own a book, okay, you have this book, and I know people that read certain books over and over and over, memorize them. Many people re memorize biblical scriptures, um, poetry um song lyrics so on okay they memorize it that's a rote repetitive um kind of carved in stone in your brain kind of memory because of the repetition uh, it's, it's a brainwashing mind washing method that you do yourself to yourself for yourself and then to go back and open a book and it and you're reading it it's going to, the words are going to flow at, because it's memorized. And then you're going to hear the record scratching sound when there's words in there that they're not supposed to be there. Okay. Or there's pictures in there that aren't supposed to be there. So what are you going to do? You're going to tell people and then everybody's going to, oh, you just have a faulty memory. Um, how is a book going to change? And if they can get away with that, it's, it's, they got away with it. I mean, I've had people tell me before you have your, your memory's faulty. That didn't happen that way. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to argue because this is how I remember it. And um, if it happens frequently enough, for people like you guys who are really kind of tuned into it, trying to figure out how they're doing it, for those who just don't care that much, they're, uh, after about the 10th or 50th one of them, one of these Mandela effects, they're going to just go, you know, I'm done. I don't, it don't mean that much to me to mean that much to you. I, I'm over it. I don't want to hear any more of them. Okay. It either is or it isn't. It's not going to change my life. It's not going to pay my bills. It's not going to put food on my table because that's the way they pl play out a whole lot of other things that we hear all the time. Right. So. All right. Um, Lawrence, who's got his guitar out. Wh what do you got up your sleeve now? Have you actually learned to play anything on that thing yet? It's like a little, it might take me two goes, but I want you to see if you can guess what this song is. Like, it only takes about 10 seconds for it. Okay, I can go it's 10 like seconds. Just an intro, because I don't see it until I've played it. I'm okay. Five, so I don't just say anything. I, I just want to see what it sounds like, because I can't tell what it sounds like, because I, I can only hear it as I'm playing it. Um, All right. I have got a reason for it, but I'll tell you about it later. So here we go. See, I've never done this live on. I have one. So there we go. There we go. Hang on. 
There we go. Who's that? Well, try again. One, one last time. Here we well, go. it started out a little stairway to heaven, but then it got into the mamas and the papas. Oh, here we go. Sorry. All the trees are brown and the That's sky it. is gray. Is that it? That's it. Huh? Yes, that's it. But that's okay. It's where, you know, uh, I got down on my knees. And, and I, I began to pray. Oh, I pretend to pray. No, I don't care what anybody says. It's I began to pray. That's what they sing now. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no? And they no, pretend to pray? They pretend to pray. They pretend to pray. Well, okay. Prayer. This is one that always gets me on the supernatural construct. How can prayers be answered in anything other than supernatural? That's because they're digital. <laughs> they're digital. Are Philip. they digital, Philip? Uh, no, no, not at all. Yeah. It's very, very simple. Why would you use digital? I mean, let me just tell you something, okay? <laughs> Now, I know that there's a lot of hoaxers and charlatans and, and you know, uh, evangelical, mysterious sounding people out there. OK, but there's enough recorded evidence at this point in history where people have had cancers healed. They've had tumors go away. They've had limbs grow back. The only thing no one's ever grown that I've ever heard of yet is a tooth. They've had eyes repaired. I mean, it goes on and on. The deaf can hear, the blind can see. It, it, it is, it's systematically been proven. How can that happen in a completely natural world? Can't. I mean, can't. You cut oh. a you cut a limb off of a tree, okay? Yes, it's going to grow another limb, but that's what trees do. Humans don't grow new limbs. Well, Starfish don't grow new limbs. Nematodes and crap like that, you know. Sorry, little nematode. Um, the lizards that live out on in in my on my porch and around my yard. They're, they get in fights and they break their tails off and pretty soon you see a little stub coming out the bottom and so on. But humans don't do that. There's enough amp amputees out there to testify to that. So that in and of itself proves supernatural is in play here. Okay. If there's any one thing that can be proven to be supernatural, then supernatural exists. If it exists, then why isn't it everywhere? Why can't it be? 
Why can't it be everything? Man made natural laws to describe their experiments and their evidence and their whatever and said the theory of this, the law of that. Okay. People bandy around that word all the time. Law of nature. That's the law of nature. How many times you hear that? Oh, that's, that's how it is. Cause that's the law of nature. There is no law of supernature. Is there? How could you test it? Can't. Because you, if you, you cannot test something you didn't create that that is beyond your comprehension to 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 create. So why is every why would anybody have a problem with the term supernatural construct? Why would anybody have a problem with um, the sun? I'm I live at. 10102 Main Street. Every day when I get up, the sun's there. It goes across and then it leaves. If I never traveled anywhere in my whole life but 10123 Main Street, that's all I would know of of the world, right? If I never watched a video, never saw a photograph, never saw you know home movies of people's vacation, any place else on earth, that would be all I would know. Yeah. I mean, the sun, a- the sun comes up over here and it goes down over there. And I don't know where it goes when it's not in, in my vision. I don't know what happens to the light from it either. Okay. So, so believe me when I say that, all of this input that everybody gets from all these scientists and naturalists and astrophysicists and whatever is all made up reverse engineered explanations for what they see, what they think they can prove. Can you grow somebody's arm back? Well, there's a Mandela out today that about that. So you have there to is. Yeah, yeah, about growing things back. Well, it's particularly this one's growing a penis from nothing. Oh God! Um, Gro- what do you mean, growing a penis from nothing? You mean like yeah. in a petri dish? You have to watch it, but no, thanks. No, that's not I mean, why would anybody choose a penis that already makes it sound like? Hoaxster stuff. No, apparently, you know, you know when. Uh, oh, somebody needed one. <laughs> you, can have an arm, you can have an arm transplant there, yeah, and it'll actually grow back quite well. Whereas, okay, the- now that's yeah. different. That's not supernatural. That's, that's not a transplant. Well, yeah, well, if some creatures can grow a limb back, then probably the the, the, the powers behind that could do the same to humans if they want. No, it's in their programming. Yeah, well, they could Not all creatures back. can do that. If you cut a dog's leg off, it won't grow back. At the moment, yeah. Unless you prayed for it and yeah. you believed and you manifested it and made it happen through what supernatural power there is out there, be that God or your connection to God or however you believe. But I know there's people who have prayed for years and years about the same thing. And it didn't work and it didn't work and it didn't work. And then suddenly they figured out they were doing it wrong. And 
then they started praying the right way and their prayers were answered. So, you know, there is enough physical and documented evidence done by doctors, scientists, whatever, uh, of enough of these incidences. And I'm not talking about afterlife experience. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm only talking about supernatural healing. So, just like the day, Lawrence, that we discovered and decided that the sun travels in an absolute 100% straight line on what days? Uh, March the 21st. The the equinoxes, right. Okay. Straight line. It does all year round, straight line. Well, but I'm talking about no arc. No, the, the arc is only apparent to where you're standing. Right. But if you're on the equator, the terrestrial equator, right under the celestial equator, the sun travels in a straight line and it's 12 hours a day for everybody. Right. When that was when that was discovered to be the absolute truth, what happened to the circle earth pizza pie flat earth thing? Boom. Poof right out the window. It then became the apparent sun. I don't, see that I don't I don't play homie don't play that game. I don't I don't make up new stuff to reverse engineer w- w- the observations. Well, I hate they, that. They say the sun is constantly curving, and the same as an airplane is constantly going to the east or west to get from A to B. Can't go in a straight line with them, can it? Okay. Well, there's a question. There's a question. A question for you as well, Philip. Um, what's the largest city in New Zealand? Largest city. Is it Auckland? Is it Auckland? Is that that's New Zealand? I thought that was an area. No, Auckland is the largest city in New Zealand. Okay. So, 1.2 million. Wow, the, that's a lot. What's the capital of New Zealand? It's probably not Auckland. Well, I don't you, know what it is. Laurie, capital of New Zealand? Don't know. Well, it used to be Auckland, but they changed it. Is it Christchurch <laughs> now? <laughs> no, they've actually had the Commonwealth Games in Christchurch and in, in Auckland, but the capital is now Wellington. But it never used to be Wellington. Right. And Auckland. why did they change it? Uh, it's a Mandela. Oh. No idea oh, like you're saying it didn't used to be from your memory, but now they're saying that it always was Wellington? There's, they are, but there's, 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 there's uh, TV Because there are, there are many instances where states change the capital city of their, of their state and stuff like that. You've got recent TV programs introducing Auckland as the capital of New Zealand, and you've even got it on a quiz show, an American quiz show, saying what is the capital for a prize? Obviously, capital of New Zealand, Auckland, and it was the correct answer. So, but no, it's all now. The reality is, it's always been Wellington, which has only got one sixth of the population of Auckland. It's got two hundred thousand. 
So well, I mean, the capital of of uh, of the state of Florida is in Tallahassee, but it it's not anywhere near the biggest city. Yeah, yeah. Oakland used to be. The well, capital. okay. So some of these things, some of these things do have explanations, perhaps. I, I don't dig into it enough to like dig it. out the explanation, but there is no explanation for supernatural. There can't be. Well, we just don't know how we do it. That's so all. Maybe it's just the who's they. See, here's the levels of of of. Uh, I sent this to you, Philip. All the different names of of uh, angels, which are. Yes other beings than humans, right? Uh -huh. um, they're written about in the Bible. Lots of different types of angels. Uh -huh. There's ones that sh look like wheels. There's, there's, uh, and, and actually, interestingly enough, mankind was who put the wings on them. I, 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 I could be corrected, but, they they don't talk about wings of angels in the Bible. If somebody if somebody finds that and and says yes, it's here, uh, and, and it's an original version <laughs> that hasn't been changed. But my point is, there are a lot of different supernatural entities as compared to mankind. Mankind is not supernatural, although there are plenty of people out there who say we used to be, but we forgot or we lost it, or it's been hidden from us. It's relative though, isn't it? I mean, you know, if you went back 500 years and you've got a, a box of matches and you lit a match, they would think that was supernatural, wouldn't they? Well, sure. It hadn't been invented by then. Okay, so, but we can, you and I cannot slip out of this construct no. and come no. back. We can't slip out and come back. We can't disappear. There's plenty of magic and manipulations and, um, you know, entertainment type things where things poof, go away. But humans can't disappear and come back. Okay. Um, and so there, there's supernatural things people have done, which only supernatural only be, means above natural, right? Natural is how an average person can lift X amount of weight. You have a video or something playing in the background, Lawrence? Your, your sound's gone off there, Laurie. It's um, like slow motion. You're really? Fine. You're freezing up. Me? Am I doing it to you, Philip? No, you're walking up this end. Yeah, I'm working. It's you, oh, Lawrence. I'll lift out and come back. There we go. Okay. Um, so there have been instances and in recorded things where, you know, people with adrenaline have lifted cars, you know, lifted the back of a car off of a person and couldn't do that under normal circumstances. Okay. Is that their own supernatural ability brought on by the situation? Or did they have help? Was there a supernatural being that jumped in and helped them, knowing there was a crisis? Um, 
you can do a lot with your mind if you focus your mind well yeah you can and but 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 you got to consider that that's a possibility right see i'm all about possibilities probability i don't know but it's a possibility people have been helped by supernatural beings throughout history i mean they're recorded stories of course you know did you witness it yourself no did i know but others did i mean a, a whole lot of people were standing around waiting for food when Jesus and his disciples had a little basket of fish and a couple loaves of bread and 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 some uh, little wine and 5000 people or so were fed and sated satiated so does that mean that that's a made up story i don't know i wasn't there but lots of people recorded that so is that supernatural seems like it to me could i do that could i have a few pieces of food and feed 5000 just see people just keep passing it out and it just keeps more becoming more and more i don't know i wasn't there so i don't have any problem with supernatural construct i don't have any problem with does everything happen in the same place at the same time for everyone? No, I, I, I don't know. There's people that see have different weather in different places. There's different people who have different uh, points of view and vantage points of the sun, the moon, the stars. And they don't jive sometimes. That's one of the reasons why people say, oh, well, it's a flat earth because... This guy in Australia saw the moon at night in Australia and somebody saw the moon in Europe in the day and it can't or let west coast of America in the day same moon same time one's in the night one's in the day how does that work supernatural anyway the construct for sure it was created by god obviously god or gods uh, well, however god. you want to say it maybe gods and i'm only saying that because there's lots of people that already have a lot of beliefs about beliefs about that so i'm yeah. i'm trying to not say my way or the highway i guess yeah uh, god had, the creator it had to be created. There's no evolution in it. And I think the next big lie is the simulation theory. And they are using the computer technology to bring it on. Mm -hmm. Because the evolution theory is out the window. And there's other theories that's out the window. So you have to bring in the new thing, which is in, in, in tune with the times. And then they're You know what ready. they're going to say with singularity? That singularity is the equivalent of a modern Big Bang. It's the proof of the Big Bang. That's what they're going to try. The Big Bang has already has also been annihilated as far as I'm concerned, just like evolution has been. You know, I, I would never argue that there hasn't been evolution of species 
from the beginning of creation that they've evolved a little bit or adapted, whichever one you want to call it. But um, the big bang, the big bangs out the window, evolution's out the window, um, billions and billions of light years away, galaxies and all of that is for a whole lot of people is out the window. Most people who are flat believe that this is a, a contained system. Whether or not you can get in and out of it or how is still obviously up for question, but you can't just walk out of it. I mean, there the people who say, oh, well, you know, until we can mount an expedition across Antarctica um, and, and come out the other side or find the wall, find the dome, we won't know. Okay. And How many years are you going to talk about that before you're actually going to find, I mean, there's billions of dollars out there by people who would love to have their name on that expedition that would and contribute to, to make that happen. And why hasn't anybody done it? Well, here, here's a wee theory that I have in thinking about, and it's not actually a theory, but it's a thought of the future. And it is basically that the Bible says uh, the truth will come out in the time of the end. Mm -hmm. You know, when many will rove about, I think it's in Daniel. So I think we're coming to that time now. We're not just there, but we're coming close to the time of revelation. A lot have been saying from 1914 and before I'm sure anybody that looks it up can find out this. That we are in the end times from 1914. There's a lot of proof and evidence that that's not the case. But we look like we're on the door to coming to the end times. So the end times is just almost here. So everything that's happening now is lining up for the end times. And uh, so basically that's what's going to happen. But the, what what the Bible says, the truth will become abundant. Many will rove about with the knowledge. So the knowledge is going to come soon. So we just have to hang in and get ready for what is coming. Well, I I, I agree with that for with a lot of things. Um, part of me is still a little stuck on perhaps this has happened before. Um, that there's been a reset, and that there's been a sort of end times before but not the, the end times. Um, so I, I don't know, but there's certainly plenty of people out there who uh, are absolutely in denial of an end times of any kind, um, that the earth just goes on and on forever. There's also a lot of people who think the end times will be singularity um, and this whole hive mind, we are the Borg kind of thing. And that, there, that everyone will be in some way, shape or form hooked into the matrix. And those that are not uh, will be either left to fend for themselves or most likely destroyed. Um, so I don't know. But um, I'm I'm going to forever be curious because that's who that's 
how I am. That's how I was made. So uh, I'm never going to start stop looking for for answers. And if they never come, then I'll spend the rest of my life wondering and looking anyway. Um, do I think that's superior to people who just don't care and don't want to know and don't give a crap? Uh, because the baseball game's coming on or the football or whatever. And, and that's, that's really what they're tuned into. They don't, they don't care. Um, I'm okay with them being that way. I, I, I mean, I mean, that's to each his own, right? So, all right. Well, I'm ready to wrap up uh, for this. Um, it's a lot to think about with re with regards to. Um, I want to I want to thank you, Philip, for throwing out that idea about the analog versus digital. Digital, um, and anybody out there who considers themselves knowledgeable or expert or whatever. I don't care whether you're going to give me information from inside the system or outside the system. Uh, we'll, we'll know, we'll, we'll, we'll know to determine that for ourselves, but, you know, contact me and, and uh, give me, give me some input. Um, anything from you, Lawrence, that you, uh, missed or want well, to add in ideas about about them you know reading people's thoughts i mean the, the idea about the thought police that they put out in the movie what was it called that movie um Cruiser, where they were arresting people before the crimes have been committed. oh um yeah what the uh, heck was that called yeah so it's like oh yeah somebody knocking on your door we're arresting you for this crime that you haven't committed yet but, we, but you're likely to oh you've been thinking about it <laughs> We think you're going to try and escape out of this singularity. You can't do that. You know, we need you here. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you don't stop thinking about it, you're going to be put in prison. Or, uh, I mean, that's this, it is. But we are actually heading down this singularity now. It's in full swing. You know, well, they don't have much work left to do for most of the people that I see out there. I don't know about you guys, but everywhere I go, everybody's in it's, their face is in a device of some kind. Yeah. Um, I'm, I thank God that I made the decision when, I mean, I have what is considered a smartphone, but it has no data plan. So people can call me and people can text me. I get messages all the time that people send through messenger. I can't open them because I don't have a data plan. So I have to text them back and say, you'll need to send that to my email. So if, if whether it's a photograph or whatever. Because I will not be tied to this thing. Uh, most people only are one-handed anymore. It doesn't matter whether they're left-handed or right-handed because one hand has a phone in it. And if it's not in their hand, it's in their pocket. And okay, if that's where you want to go, if that's how addicted you are, then fine by me. But I don't want to hear any crying this is my mom used to say, I don't want to hear any crying when this thing owns you. Okay. And, and because it, it's going to, it's going to be to the point where you won't have any currency anymore. You're going to only have credits. You're not going to, you know, be able to go online or, or 
talk to your friends or anything else unless you're hooked into that thing. And um, it, it's it's going to run your life. And, and if that if that's okay with you, then oh, that's okay by me. But you're gonna what you're doing is you're gonna kind of make it mandatory for all the rest of us. Uh, or we're going to be considered outsiders. And I don't know, do, are they going to herd all the ones up who won't comply and put us in FEMA camps or, or hunger games or, or whatever? If, the, if that's what happens, then you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, I guess. I, but, I, have, a, I have a regular telephone. I, don't, I haven't had a cell phone for many years now I used to okay have... so you only have an a line hard line telephone that's it yeah okay i don't have a, i don't have a cell phone i don't want one i don't want one but because the world is the way it works with regards to everyone else um i can't stay home and be by my phone myself you work from home i do more now but in the past i was hardly ever home so I had to have a cell phone in, in order to communicate with anybody. I haven't had a landline since 2000, 19 years. Haven't had a hard line. So, so yeah, I've, I've had cell phone that whole time. But I'm talking about people sit in front of their laptop or their desktop, and which, by the way, they're selling less of those every day. They're actually manufacturing less of those every day. Devices are the future, whether it's something this size or this size or a fold up laptop ish type thing. Um, most things that people do on computers now um, are done on small devices. So and and the and their their systems think of that also it's all and mostly all android or or mac and most people own iPhones so a lot of people are trying are getting away from them they're not going to buy the newest latest version because of all of the little weird things that they're sick of um but all of these other systems, they they update themselves all the time. I mean, it's completely dummy proof. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is turn it on, and 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 is it will find a Wi-Fi signal and it will update itself. I have the Wi-Fi in my home turned off on this. I don't even let it update. Yeah, so. Imagine all the people who are hooked in all the time. They work in front of a screen. They come home and they sit in front of a screen. They have a screen in their hand or in their pocket or in their purse all day long. They sit in restaurants, bars, clubs, school, any place they can get on that screen, they're on it. And they realize they're addicted. You know how they realize? Look at all the people that lost their minds a couple of days ago when Facebook went down. I mean, what's wrong with my? Fa you could you could go on the news feed and you could look. What's the matter? Oh, am I in Facebook jail? 
oh, I can't post this. Oh, I can't post that. I must be getting censored. Facebook was down. Now, whatever they were doing with it, whether they were scrubbing it or whether they were adding new algorithms or whether they were censoring, don't know, don't care. But it was a perfect example of how many people lost their minds because their Facebook wasn't working right. Facebook, what about Instagram and, and Snapchat and Twit, Tweet, Twitter and all the other all the other systems? I mean, there's a there's hundreds of things. Gamers, all of those. There, there's people who spend eight hours a day gaming. Eight hours a day. So, um, all right, Philip. Any last words you want to jump in before we jump out? Um. Well, the thing that I know about technology is every technology device has a weakness and a weak point. So if there's evil ones behind the technology that's messing with the construct and the supernatural construct, using technology, it will fail. It will fail at times. And, you know, it's like the, a computer, you just pull the battery out and it's dead. Or it's the same with your phone, where well, you can you can smash it, or you can pull your battery out, and it's dead. And it doesn't matter how big their computer is, how big their matrix is. It's only the matter of finding where the weak point is and killing it. Every system, mechanical system, can be killed. It doesn't matter what it is. There's weak points in every one of them. Mm -hmm. It's like that airplane that I suppose have went down the other day. It was a computer thing that caused it to fall. Well, yeah, that's that's the hole in the matrix, isn't it? That what's it's talking about? Where's Penry? He's talking about getting through the hole in the matrix. Mm -hmm. the, look, ignore the light, the, the 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 white light and the golden light. Go through <laughs> the whole matrix, and then you can be totally free of everything. Be who you want to be, and not come back here. So this hellhole, which we are in hell now. This is this place is hell for many people. Well, you know what? We talked earlier about how wonderful it was when we were younger, but that's selective memory also, because right before that, the generation before that went through the depression. Americans specifically, but the depression was rippled across across earth. I mean, uh, other countries felt the, that same thing. Um, and so obviously it's cyclical, cyclical, cyclical. And so in, in my lifetime, I, I, you know, there's been highs and lows, ups and downs, both monetarily and happiness wise and so on. And so that's, that's all a part of it. But as Philip said, all you got to do is pull the plug. Um, all of us, any of us can disengage anytime we want to. Everybody can pull the plug. Now, when this whole 5G thing happens and it's being beamed at you from within 500 feet away, wherever you are in the city, then now you got two options. You destroy the technology, you pull the plug. Or everybody's got to move away from it. 
well, who's going to do that? Who's going to, if you own property and a house and stuff, you're not going to pull up stakes and go move out in the country or a tent or whatever. You're going to destroy the technology. So there's many cities where people are going to their councils and saying, we do not want this rollout of 5G. And you're being, you're our leaders and you're, we've got ordinances. And if we don't, then write one and keep this from, from even being rolled out. You know, we have control over our public right of ways. uh, You know, I don't know about you guys, but in America, every street has an easement along the side of it uh, where there's a sidewalk or no sidewalk, but five feet away from the public street is easement to the county, to the city, whichever it may be. And they can put anything on it that they want. And you can't do a damn thing about it uh, unless you go to them and you say, this is, we don't want this. This has got to stop. And it is happening in a lot of places in the United States, not because they are worried about singularity and the matrix taking over, but because they're worried about the health ramifications of this microwave radiation, basically, uh, getting beamed into our bodies and our and our skulls. People are fighting back and saying, you know, not we aren't, you're not putting this near our schools. I mean, they want to put hook Wi-Fi into every school and every child have a computer and and so on and so forth. Uh, at the co- at at whose cost? The government is paying for this. Corporations are giving money. It is. It's all. They want this. If they want this so bad, don't tell me it's because you want your citizenry to be educated and the smartest in the world. I heard Trump say in a speech, yeah, we not only want to be the first with 5G, we want to have 6G. Well, I don't even know if that exists. That's classic Trump talk. But um, that that's the whole point of the matter is who's convinced that this is a good idea and 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 there have been enough futuristic people from Elon Musk to Machio Piccio or whatever his name is uh, to uh, to others who have said this is not a good not a good future for us so we really don't know what we're doing we really don't know what we're getting into They've done as much as call it evil. Um, so, all right, you guys. Um, good chat. Thank you, uh, Philip, for joining us. Thank you, Lawrence, for playing some music for us. Um, until until we meet again. And uh, for those uh, listening to the podcast, sorry, this was a kind of a long one, but <clears throat> listen to it in parts and pieces, maybe. And uh, as always, thank you to the podcast listeners and those who are promoting the podcast. Uh, we very much appreciate it. So thank you. Talk to you guys soon. Say bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs>